89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. You get two guys sitting here in the studio in Pittsfield stuck between a COVID plexiglass screen. One team in first place, one team in last place. Both of our football teams suck. Oh, well, it's Cronin and the Zuck. We're coming at you right now. 413-445-5943. Give us a call. Let's go. A last place Red Sox party! Aaron Boone is he's a lonely guy. Hot gum is coming back too. I don't know why, let's get the broom and sweep out the yard. Get rid of all the clowns. Man, this, this is our guy Danny Klein there on bass guitar. There you go. Robbie's up his famous, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go! <laughs> and the Red Sox, they suck too! Hey! hey. <laughs> Cronin's up here, 10 to 11 a.m., 413-445-5943. Robbie, how you doing this morning, brother? I'm good. Thanks for asking. What a great weekend anyway, man. You must be on a high from that. Oh, my God. Talk about it, man. Oh, it was great. I mean, we got a chance. My band, HB Funk and Company, we were at the stationery factory the other night, and we got a chance to open up for Danny Klein's Full House, of course, from the Jay Giles Band. These guys do Jay Giles just like Jay Giles. And, of course, Danny's still in the band, had a chance to hang out with him. And this is the interesting thing. You know, we do Bruce Springsteen. You know, we do... You know, we do uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out by Bruce Springsteen. So after the gig, man, guess who's in the house? The boss. Bruce Springsteen. No, Sean Sayre. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, the boss is in the house. That's great. He's in the house, man. So, yeah, I got some nice comments from Sean, his wife. and uh, yeah. You set me up for that one. I know. You? I was yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was, yeah, Bruce, don't. You know, actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> I did some recordings for a band, some studio work, I think it's about a year ago. Down at Pilot Studios, which is just like a treat, man, because everybody in the world is recording there. And Springsteen had been there about two weeks before I was there. So I sang in the same studio in the same booth as the boss. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, so the boss, I said, hey, here he is, man. He's here. So, but uh, it was great opening up for Danny. And Danny and I are standing. We're talking about Mark Lacey, our bass player. And Danny and I was <laughs> were talking about basses and the size of necks and percussion basses and jazz basses. So Danny and says, yeah, well, you know, they, we were talking about how small the jazz bass, you know, necks are. And uh, so he and I put our hands up together. And I have really small hands. He had the same size hands I did. So it was really funny, you know. Was, but he was great. And, uh, and I have to tell you, Jimmy Taft and, uh, uh, and uh, Jeremy Esposito and the rest of that band, just a bunch of super talented and really nice guys. And they made us feel like, 
you know, they made us feel great and, and welcomed in at home. And uh, the stationary factory is a great place to play. We had, I had, we had um, Abe Guthrie, you know, uh, Arlo's son, doing our sound the other night. And the uh, first time I met Abe, and uh, he's a terrific guy. And it was just a wonderful experience. So, yeah, thanks for asking. I had a great time. And the, the videos you sent me were really neat with the oh, green yeah. room and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. the backstage, that was oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, was like, put, wow, yeah. That, that was neat. Those green rooms went in recently and uh, uh, not too long ago. And so, yeah, we're going to be at the, um, at the American Legion in Dalton on the. Um, uh, twenty no, sorry, the tenth of September from, from five to six. It's a, it's an afternoon festival, all different bands. So that's on that's outside or inside. I believe it's going to be outside. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nice. And then and then the twenty fifth we're at the Apple Squeeze in front of Berkshire Classic Leather, uh, Berkshire Classic. And uh, by the way, a big thank you if he's listening to the show. Sometimes in no terms and uh, Mark Parsons who got us the gig at the Stationery Factory. So uh, yeah, it was great. Mark did such a great job, and I got a nice belt from him yesterday. I was down at the shop. And, uh, yeah, so because my pants kept falling the other night when I was on stage <laughs> and all these people going, Rob, what the hell's with your pants? I said, well, I lost a lot of weight. You know, what am I going to do? So, uh, but it was, it was a great experience and I hope to open those for those guys again sometime. I really, you know, I would I hope it would be great. You know, so we, we had a good turnout too. We should have had a better turnout, but we had a pretty good turnout. So, but yeah, Mark did a great job getting us in there and, uh. It was fun. It was a blast. It was really a blast. So anyway, great, man. Great to hear. I'm happy I to know, hear that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you were really looking forward to oh that. Oh, my God. So, absolutely. Yeah. I jumped out of my, my, my seat in my car when Mark called me up on, <laughs> and texted me and asked me about <laughs> us opening up for them. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then Giles got and loved, you know, loved, loved their music. So, man, I'll tell you, my baseball team, you're, I know your baseball team stinks, but my baseball team really stinks. My baseball team really stinks. I mean, we could talk baseball. I know we're going to talk a little bit about it. I know you want to talk about Jokovic. I know you want to talk about the Red Sox and the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to be fine, okay? I really do. I really do think the Patriots will be fine. The Giants, who knows? The Jets, I think, will be much improved if they can get some quarterback play from, from Flacco. I, Flacco. But I got to start with the I got to start with the Yankees last night. I am sick and I am tired of this team. Oh, I thought it was a turnaround when we beat the Mets with our big four runs, our big four to two victories against the Mets. And then yeah, that course. nice little five game winning streak. Yeah, there, we, kind yeah, of, we uh, did. Kind of went. Mm, I don't kind know. Of fleeced everybody. Can for we be a honest? There. Can we be honest? This is not a very talented team. People say, "Well, this is a, such a talented team." I would keep maybe five guys on this team right now. And when you take two hundred thirty million dollars, and when you look at the payrolls of the Dodgers, and you look at that team, and then you look at the Mets, and you look at the talent on both teams, and you look how how the team is built and constructed, okay? Then you look at the Yankees and the way they're constructed and built, and as far as their depth goes, they have $230 million, and their bench is Kyle Agashioka, okay, who shouldn't even be in the major leagues, hitting 195. Marlon Gonzalez, who had 199, I believe, last year, was it for the Red Sox? Oh, God, he okay? was awful. All right, and he's yeah. been terrible. He's like 211. He was like three for his last 35 at-bats. Then you have Tim LaCastro, who can't even hit his weight. I think he hit like 188, okay? And, and, and the great Aaron Hicks, who signed a seven-year deal as a 230 lifetime hitter, has been nothing but garbage, okay? And stinks, too. So there's where you're—so the, they've allotted the, the money. Basically, Donaldson, $25 million has been a disaster. Glaber stinks. LeMayu last night is, is in a slump because he's got a bad toe. They're on the hook for 25 mil for Donaldson next yeah, year, too, so right? Here's my question to you. Would it have been wrong to keep Gio Urshela and then sign Correa for two years at $50 million? Gio Urshela, who hit a three-run double against the Red Sox to yeah. make them lose last and night. And what's yeah. Urshela hitting? Like 260-something, right? Yeah. yeah. What's Donaldson hitting? 220. Rizzo had a home run last night. Hitting 220. What and what sense does this make? I I want to know. Somebody call me up here four four five five nine four three and explain the analytics because I can't stand that word anymore. But explain this to me. Josh Donaldson is hitting 220 this season. 
with an OPS of under 700. He's been awful. All right, absolutely awful. His defense has been good. His offense has been terrible. All right, except for that big grand slam that he got that saved the series against Tampa Bay or whatever. It's okay. Can I can I bring up the word ridiculous right yeah. now? I hate to use that word, but Chapman. Going oh. on the injured list because he got a tattoo. It's right, boss. I got a tattoo. I mean, what is a that? A tattoo. And he gets boss. A, I mean, shouldn't that be like some type of like a fine or penalty yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, you get a tattoo in the regular season. Yeah. I mean, they needed him. I mean, Clay Holmes just came back yesterday. They're paying him $17 million. And the guy but, like disappears. But getting a tattoo... In the in the middle of the season, in in, in the season, yeah. like shouldn't that like kind of be something like okay, you don't do stupid stuff like that, right? In That's the middle of the year, Chapman, maybe in the off season, you do something like that. Yeah. But I mean, that guy just continues to prove how much of a clown he is. That is so typical, Chapman. Absolutely, I can't stand it. But here was my point: Josh Donaldson's hitting two twenty with under seven hundred OPS. Why in the name of God is he batting behind Aaron Judge the other night? Can you please explain this nonsense? I sound like Boone. Please explain this nonsense. I mean, <laughs> okay. And then last night, Benny, okay, I can't stand the changes in the damn lineup in the batting order. Ben and Tendy, we're using them first. We're using them sixth. We're using them third. He's batting behind Judge last night and in front of Stanton, who's also hitting 220. I know he's just come back recently, and it's going to take him some time to, you know, get his timing back and so forth. You can see it last night. He's missing on fastballs and so forth. Glaber Torres stinks. Rizzo hits a home run last night. But for all Rizzo's good, and he's been good, and I like his defense at first, he's also hitting 220. Okay, so you have Stanton, Rizzo, and Donaldson all hitting 220. Can you tell me the last time you saw a team that hits 220 with its you know, star players, Glaber's hitting 240, okay, with a lousy stinking OPS that's going to really be a World Series contender. And Frankie Montas, since he's got, since they've come to the Yankees, three home runs has last stunk, night he gave up. Yep. Stunk. Terrible. How'd you like to pitch to Otani last night on a one and two count in a two two ball game? And then, right after Rizzo gives him the two to one lead, who comes up for the Angels in the next inning? The Pillsbury Doughboy, Mike Ford, okay? Former Yankee. Former Yankee, who hits his first home run of the season at the seats and admires it like he's Babe Ruth because it's about the only time he's going to be able to hit a home run and actually do something the whole season. How about your rookie there? The uh, one I was uh, uh, glowing about last week, That uh, Garcia. Is that his last name? Oh, oh, oh you're talking about Oswaldo Cabrera? Yeah, Cabrera. Okay. That's a, I like and, Cabrera. He's well, been he, really good. He hit a ball that he thought yeah. was a home run. He kind of sat there so and admired it. And, and uh, Mike Trout caught it about, what, 20 feet? In front of the warning track? Actually, no. He caught it right, really close to the wall. Was it close to the wall? I saw the highlight this morning. I thought it was a little. I thought it was a little closer than not. But he looked. He admired that, and Mike Trout just kind of went ho hum. Yeah, caught. But you know what, though? I mean, this is a typical Yankee situation. Kind of Falefa gets a double, right? I'm not a big kind of Falefa guy, but you know what? Some guys, you just play defense. He's hitting like 265. He's not a great OPS guy. He's not a great slugging guy. He's not going to walk a lot. Has he hit a home run this year? Yes, one against the Red Sox. He hit one against the Red Sox. That was it. Of course. course. And it was a big home run that night because the Yankees can't hit. But, I mean, they had a situation where he gets a leadoff double. Okay, the next guy, Cabrera, comes up. He strikes out. They can't even move him to third, right, In in a close ball game, right? Okay. Next guy comes up, LeMahieu who for some reason is batting first last night, okay, who's been in a slump, has a bad toe, has his OPS has gone down, and his batting average is down to 270-something, okay, 270, right? Well, who's not a leadoff hitter. He's not, he's and not then he pulls the ball, pulls the ball, and they never advance him even to third, and the next guy comes up, and he, and he, and he flies out. I mean, it's just... This is so typical of the way this team plays baseball. It's like watching nine guys who have no idea what's going on in front of them or in back of them. So 413-445-5943. Anyway, about your Red Sox, 
please, if you want to talk about the Red Sox and their woes, I know they lost last night to Minnesota. I know they lost a bunch of games to the Blue Jays and to Tampa. I was listening to, to you know, uh, EEI. Oh, somebody's trying to call us here. That's all right. Go with this a lot if you need to. Go ahead. All right. I'll pick it up. I'll take a call. Good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk with Cronin and Zook. How are you? Good morning, guys. Good morning. It's hey, Uncle Ralph. Hey, it's Uncle Ralph. <laughs> you guys, you it's guys, Ray Davies' favorite friend. Be, <laughs> Robbie, you, got, you have to give Stanton a chance coming back from his hangnail surgery. You oh. have to give him a chance. Please, I can't stay. It's like watching paint dry. Watching the, I'd rather watch. I'd rather pick up socks in the morning than watch the Yankees right now. Hey, hey, Ralph, I, Ralph, I gotta tell you, you know, your your uh, Dixie cup sounds pretty good this morning. If you're chat, yeah, I mean, I, I actually purchased a phone for uh, ninety nine cents at the dollar store. It worked well. <laughs> you get the big, you know, you know, Bronx the, you know the dollar store. The dollar store in Sussex County has a wide variety of phones there. Now, was it Dollar General or Dollar Tree? Which one? <laughs> it's the guy down the street selling things for a dollar. I was just <laughs> But as far as Hervé, Hervé Gouchet is rolling in his grave over Chapman, you know, you got tattooed there. That's the right. The poor guy's dead about 20 years. I want the plane and the chocolate. I want the chocolate and the plane bus. You remember Ricardo Montalban? Of course ah, I do. Tattoos. Of course tattoos. I do. Tattoos. He's very beautiful tattoos. You know, Ralph, I have no problem with tattoos. I really don't. But getting one in the middle of the season, you know, like, it, it, you know, and now they're saying that, uh, you know, the ink that they're using for tattoos could could be uh, cancer inducing. You know, I mean, don't you think that's really stupid on his part to do that? Sean, do you want, if I gave you my opinion on these ridiculous tattoos, they probably would get me off the air because <laughs> I can't stand tattoos. You know, I'm the only, now it used to be a, I don't like a them sign either. of, it used to be a sign of rebellion to get a tattoo. Now if you don't get a tattoo, that's a sign of rebellion. I, I personally don't have any. I have no tattoos and I never plan on getting one. I don't have one so either. Putting that's that it. out there. I have a small besides, small midget that lives with me. Tattoo. Besides sending his name across my chest, I don't have any either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you had a big one on your back, like Max Katie. You know, I, you know. I I have I love Cynthia right across my chest, and everybody adores that one. I was going to get your name tattooed across my derriere, but you know, just literally, and, and well just you literally should, your and name. Well you and well, you should because <laughs> people would admire it. <laughs> Hey uh, Ralph, you gotta be you, got, you gotta be a yeah. little nervous. Uh, the uh, the Atlanta Braves are uh, knocking on the door against the Mets. Well, I picked the Braves and the Astros at the start of the season. I'd rather have my pick come true than have my favorite team win. That's what I. That's how I feel. You know. In other words, my prognostication of the Astros and the Braves in the at the top of the season that takes precedent over my favorite team. That's how much of a baseball fan I am. <laughs> Uh, I still, I still uh, would be scared about a, a Degrom Scherzer one-two. Well, you know those those two guys are uh, at the top of their games. Yes, but think about think about what they really feel about their their. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got a little distracted here. Think about what Degrom uh, feels about the New York Mets. Uh, how he could have said that I want to play with this team no matter what, but he failed to do so. But he so said I he's. Hold that, I hold that against him. I really do. I do Say, too. Saying that he was going to opt out. Is I think it's you terrible. Mean, is that what you mean by that? Yeah, I think it's yeah, ridiculous. I mean, you want these guys. You want these guys to go for. You understand the fact that they go for as much money as possible. I get it. When, when you're talking about you know forty million dollars as opposed to fifty million dollars, 
I have no sympathy whatsoever. Much agreed with that. And Bruce and Bruce Springsteen was not in the audience because he was at my house having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't mean Bruce Springsteen. We met our boss. I know you did. I, I know, know you so. did. It was a good. It was a good gag, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. He he baited me into that one. I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, he, he baited <laughs> me right into that. I was like, "What? Bruce was there? Really?" <laughs> No, I didn't say Bruce. I just said the boss. Anyway. That's what I thought. Well, that's the boss coincides with Bruce Springsteen. I, I, well, so. I know. Well, it was yeah. Well, I was trying to get there. Before. I was like, guess who? And, and, and as far as the Wally Cox of baseball, you oh, know, give, man. give Aaron Boone, give Aaron Boone a, a break. It's not Aaron Boone's not, fault. These guys do not hit Robbie. These guys do not. This is strong. Cashman, dude. This is all about Cashman. They can't advance a runner. They can't play the baseball the way it's supposed to be played. You can't so tell me, okay? You can't tell me, all right, that Aaron Boone is the guy who's sticking Josh Donaldson third behind Judge. I'm sorry. You can't tell me. And it's a bunch of Harvard graduates sitting in a room with a bunch of algorithms sitting there going, uh, oh, well, Josh Donaldson used to play for the Oakland A's. And also, he hits really well in, in Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum. Oh, is that a reason to put him up third? Explain that to me. How do, how do those, you know, how, how, do, how do those analytics actually explain something? I, I I don't get it. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm confused. But I'd rather put the a guy. Fact that of actually, the matter is, the traditional lineup actually works. You put your right. Hitter up what do you think Buck does? You put your power hitter up. Fourth. What do you think That's Buck does? What do you think Buck Showalter does? At least Buck Showalter has a, some assemblance. I know he uses the analytics a lot, but he has some idea exactly what type of order. So that's why Nimmo bats first, and that's why Marte bats second, and that's why Lindor bats third, and that's why Alonzo bats fourth. Okay? And Aaron Judge has 32 solo home runs. And look, Aaron Judge is having a great year. Number 50 went flying out last night. It was a great shot. But again, nobody's on base in front of him. Please, let Benny bat first. Let DJ bat second. Let Judge bat third, and either Stanton fourth or Rizzo fourth or Stanton fifth, one or the other, because after that, the team sucks. Glaber sucks. Donaldson sucks. IKF sucks. Kagashioka stinks. Trevino's okay. You want Maybe you want to move Trevino up in the lineup because it seems like every time Trevino's up, he gets a clutch hit with men in scoring position. Love to see his numbers, by the way, Sean. Well, Trevino with men in scoring position this season. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a boring team. They're not athletic. And every year, uh, Cashman goes out and just makes it completely unathletic again. And I'm telling hey, you, they're not like, built for October. They're not. They have no hey, closer hey, right now. Huh? What we say? As long as as long as Judge gets his steroid shipment, he's he's due to break the record. You no, really he's not on steroids. He's just a big guy who no, hit the ball a no long way. Sean, I, Sean, talk this guy into the fact. I'm that, starting to that, I'm starting to wonder, Ralph. I'm starting to wonder myself. <laughs> Why do you, why do you feel he's growth, on steroids? Why do you? Why how, do you how he's is got it? more growth. He's got more growth hormone in his bedroom than I do. Uh, you know, uh, dumbbells because he's got <laughs> he's got a hell of a lot of. Uh, well, here, here's why, Robbie. I'll tell you the reason why. Okay. The ball the ball jumps off his bat the way it jumped off uh, Barry Bonds's bat, uh, McGuire's bat, so on and so forth. A human being can only hit a baseball. How at how, a how rate. But that human being is he, six foot seven. That human being is bigger I than anybody. Yeah, and what do you think got him as powerful? You know, I've met six foot seven guys. Like, well, let's see. Let's think about who uh, uh, Randy Johnson, for instance, a pitcher. The I guess, big right? unit. The big, big, big unit. guy, right? He could throw. He could throw the ball harder than anybody. But his body type revealed the fact that he never did any kind of steroids. Now, if you look at this guy, you'll see that his body type actually reveals the fact that he's on. He's on a lot of uh, growth hormones. He's on a lot of testosterone. Who, Judge? And there's a way to beat Judge? 
I don't yeah, think judges I mean, on anything. I think judges, first of all, I think judges has too much integrity uh, as a player to do that. I also think the fact that that he's that he's uh, a, still a young man and he's a big guy. He's huge and 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 his power. I mean, it's not like nobody else is in baseball, and that's why he smacks it out. I just don't believe that he's doing that. That's just my feeling. I, I, Robbie, has his integrity kept him uh, loyal to the New York Yankees, or does he want to go to the left coast for a million dollars before? I, I hope he doesn't. Say, I'm still saying he's going to look great patrolling right field in Fenway Park for the next decade. Nah, he'll be he'll be Yankee. He'll, 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 he'll be a Yankee next year anyway. I'm going to run to a break, but uh, anyway, brother, how you doing? Otherwise, show show was good, man. I love the I love the Joseph uh, D'Onofrio interview this week. Yeah, it was really good. All these guys that talk from Brooklyn, how you doing? <laughs> that was actually that was actually Joe Pesci that I had on uh, disguising himself. Disguising himself that is kid, right. There you go. They all talk that, that way. Got, you know what that kid did? He got in with uh, Robert De Niro early in his I career. I know. I know Hendry. And let me tell you, he did he did well for him. I know. I just wrote to him. I just wrote to him to uh, hopefully he'll write me back. Yeah, seemed like a great guy. So. And, I, and I call him. I call him a kid. He's fifty years. I know. Old, he's my, my yeah. He's a little bit older than I am. Younger than I am. You're, so. a, you're a kid too, there, buddy. <laughs> I always feel like a you're, kid. The, the way you feel about your sports teams, you know, you're about 10 years old. Exactly. That's a, That's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. All right, brother. I, I actually I actually think I'm going to watch a, an inning an inning of the Mets game this, this weekend, give myself a break. Absolutely. I think I will do that. Absolutely. I all didn't right, get a chance. Right, I know you got to go to break. I know you got to yeah. go to break, but I appreciate it. No Thank problem, you. brother. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Send all my right, best man. to send. Okay. Thanks, Ralphie. That's Ralph checking in right there. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I, the, the Yankees play again tonight in, La, in Los Angeles against the Angels. It's a, you know, if they, if they lose tonight, this is what? This would be eight series that they lost out of nine. Only the Mets series, they would have won those two games. It's pretty sad. It really is. I mean, but they're not that good. I wonder, people keep saying, you know, it's amazing. When you think about it, Matt Carpenter was a huge loss. Matt Carpenter was, what, 36 years old? So think about this. Matt Carpenter's 36. Donaldson is 36. Rizzo is 30, what, 32, 33? Um, you got LeMayu's 34. I don't Judge miss, is 31. I don't miss seeing that mustache. Stanton's in his 30s. I don't miss seeing that mustache on TV. Matt <laughs> I really don't. And the, and the eye black. I don't miss seeing any of why? that. Why? Cause, why? Because, well, yeah, well, you have trouble growing a mustache. Because, you think because, guy with a full mustache should yeah, not get yeah, credit. Yeah, 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 okay. Should not get credit. Yeah, actually, yeah, he looks like a caveman. Hmm. If anybody has any grooming skills for my broadcast partner, give us a call right here at 445 5943. I'm giving my my father and I the are giving each other haircuts bro. today. So, all right. Oh, okay. so, oh, yeah, we bought clippers. We're you know saving a couple bucks here and there. But next week when you see me, I'm going to be completely groomed. I'm so going for the viral. You, won't, you won't have any. You won't have anything to give me a hard time about, except for maybe the, the shirt that I wear. We'll see. It's okay, man. You know, <laughs> it, it is. It's <laughs> I don't see a mustache on you either. By the way, I don't. Pal, I don't. So. I, I shave. What are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm all gray now. Okay. I, I, I want to look young. Wait till you get to be in the fifties, man. You want to look young. See when I was. A kid, I wanted to grow a beard, and I was like filling in with a with a grease pencil and stuff to try to make him look like I actually had a mustache. I'm just you too know. lazy to shave. That's all. That's all right. You know, it's, you're a single guy. What do you know? You don't have to shave for anybody. I'm a single guy. I can let it grow for a while if I want to. You know, if I get lazy, sometimes I do. The other night, I shaved because I was on stage. I'm like, you know, I want to look good here. <laughs> Which the rest of the band basically was dressed in like you know t-shirts and stuff. I'm I'm dressed in a vest. I'm dressed in my, my most expensive shirt that I got. You know at Stephen Evans, and I'm like you know and uh, you know this beautiful blue shirt. And I wore my Beetle boots. And you know, man, I was you know dressed to kill. And everybody comes on there and look like they're you know they were just you know going to be playing at the park or well, something. You, you always uh, you know make yourself look good when it comes down to man. You got to so. yeah. Well, I'm the lead singer, man. You guys, someone's got to look good in the band. <laughs> 
So, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right more uh, with uh, Cronin the Zook on 89.7 WTBR FM. Give us a call, please. 413 445 5943. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sports will be good to talk about. But we'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down. Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Bridger County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Kratka here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hi, my name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. WTBR. All right, welcome back to Cronin and the Zuck here. Uh, 28 minutes on the books, another 30 minutes or so to play with here. We've been discussing everything from the Yankees to uh, how terrible the Red Sox are. We have not even touched the NFL yet. Robbie, what do you think about your Giants right now? I got a chance, you know, it's funny, I couldn't get the game, usually they're on NBC, you know, from Albany, they weren't even on, so I got Carl and uh, and Bob's call um, on streaming on the Odyssey app uh, this weekend. <sighs> Tyrod Taylor takes a massive hit. 
That poor guy, man. Every every year something yeah, happens yeah. to him. He's going to be okay, I think. When I look at the Giants, okay, I look at some of the holes on the offensive line. They've had some guys plug in. I know, I know they got this this one guy. One guy they signed. He's going to be at center. Um, uh, it, it's it's an offensive line that is going to be. It's young. Both guys. Thomas had a good year last year. Obviously, Evan Neal's, you know, a guy who's a rookie. I don't care where he comes from. I don't care if he's Alabama. I don't care what program he's come from. He's he's playing against NFL players now. This is not college players. So he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be on the opposite side. Daniel Jones looked good last week, okay? He did. Pre- he yeah, really he looked good. really good. I mean, he's had a good preseason, okay? Um, a lot of turnover on this team, a lot of turnover from last year. A new coaching staff, a new general manager. The expectations, they have one of the second, I think the second weakest schedule, I think, in the National Football League. If you look at their schedule down towards the end, they're playing a lot of teams that are winnable games. The question is, can Tony stay healthy? Can he play well? I mean, to me, Kenny Galladay, is he ever going to do anything? I mean, You're going to catch a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, can he ever do anything? I mean, he's been a, he's, it, the signing was ridiculous. I mean, Gettleman did a a horrendous job. Let's be honest. I am correct. He did not catch a touchdown pass last year. No, right? he did. He did not. And they gave him like a seventy-two million. Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Yeah. Got, I mean, Gettleman, yeah. Gettleman was a disaster. Let's be honest. I mean, every from everything from the Saquon draft to I mean to to the, that, that signing to just everything he did. I mean, just ridiculous. You know, uh, to the trade, you know, to, to the whole trade with Cleveland. Uh, you know, and it just. The guy, the guy just did a horrible job, so I'm glad he's out of there. So now you, I, I like Brian Dable. I like what he says. I think he runs a good program. He's got a lot of experience. Worked for Belichick for, what, 12, 11, 12 years, which doesn't mean anything right now when you look, obviously, at the Belichick disciples. I think the Giants – look, I think the Giants can win about seven, eight – they could win seven, eight games. They could. But, it's, like I said, a lot of turnover. I'm anxious to see – Tavon Thibodeau is hurt right now. He's got a strained MCL. Thank God it's only an MCL. Is Nate Solder still on the offensive line or is he gone? No, he's gone. Thank I'm sure God. you're very happy about yes, that. Yes, I'm, yep. I'm happy and thrilled about that. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Nate Solder the person because I know he's a good guy and I know he's gone through hell with his child and he's a very charitable guy and so forth. But Terrible, I mean, terrible football yeah, player. But though. just, I mean, he was bad when Tom Brady was there and Tom, of course, gets rid of the ball in two seconds. So, you know, you can have any kind. I mean, I could play, okay? left tackle for Tom Brady at this point, you know, because he got rid of the ball so fast anyway. Speaking of Tom Brady, did you see his press conference the other day? No, actually. Yeah, he's back. Oh, he's, he's back. back. He yeah. goes, oh, I know, you know he's back. They asked him what happened. What, what was up with your 11-day hiatus? He goes, listen, I'm 45. I got a lot of S going on in my life right now. Oh, oh, you poor guy. He's had a lot of what? A lot of S. A lot, S? Of, a lot of poop. You know, a lot of, oh, I can't God. use the word on the radio. You know, oh, my good. God. I got a lot of Stuff going Ooh, on what? in my like, life like right Something now. like your kitchen's got a p- problem, you know, your, 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 your maid quit. I mean, I... You know, he went on vacation, basically. And, you know, the thing is, when you're that rich, you're not flying coach on Delta, going, you know, switching planes. I mean, you're... You're you're probably working with a travel agent, probably spending fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on vacation, and that basically you can't move that vacation. You're you're afraid that they're going to tell you no. You know you have to pay up the money. Sorry, you don't think they could have worked it out where he could have moved his vacation? I mean, I don't think this is the same Tom Brady that we've uh, dealt with the last twenty two years. Dedicated, always there, every practice, 
always in the building before it gets light outside. I don't know what's going on with him. I wish you would have retired already, quite frankly. I, but I, I wasn't going to walk out that way. He, he had a year on his contract, so whatever. But I hope this is the the end. I really do, quite frankly. I mean, I, I just, do. I just wish he would go away. I just, yeah, I just enough already. You know, I'm, 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 I'm I, I, will, I, I will always be thankful for the six Super Bowls in New England. Right, absolutely. I, and and now it's starting to look more and more like it was him, not Belichick. Belichick's starting to look like a clown with this whole thing. With you had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You know, running the play I still calls think on he, offense. Well, I, I don't get it. Still think there's, you know, Bill Belichick makes the last call, and if he's got a call, you know, if they make a play call, he's going to overrule it if he doesn't like it and change it to something else. I mean, let's be honest. He's the he's the, he's the man there. So, well, you know, give him a chance. I mean, to me, look, they're not as good as Buffalo. Okay, they're better than Miami. The Jets could surprise. I like the Jet defense. I like what they did. I mean, I really do. I, I love Sauce. I can't wait to watch Sauce play. By the, uh, way, the regular season, yeah. by the way, the NFL Network every year does the top 100 players. Yep. And it's the players' vote on the top 100 players. Right. Josh Allen was ranked the 13th best player in the NFL. You mean not not of all not of all not top the thirteenth best player of in all the NFL. time? No, no, like of of, e- of each year. Of they each do they, year. they do it every year. They they Well, if, if Brian Dable can do what he did for Josh Allen and help Daniel Jones become a serviceable uh, not only a serviceable quarterback, but a really good quarterback, then do you know who's ranked number one? Tom Brady. Yeah. Really? I think there's 20 players in the NFL better than Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's just clutch. I mean, when he gets the ball in a big game. Okay, let me ask you this, all right? You got two minutes left, and you need a quarterback to get you down the field at the end of the game. Tom Brady. Oh, thank right. you. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. The answer is incorrect. Tom you put, Brady. You put me in my place, but I still think that Josh Allen's top five, top ten. I mean, I'll still take 13? Tom Brady. I'll, I'll still if if it's if it's if he's in his prime, I'll take Tom Brady, and if he's not in his prime, I'll take Dan Marino, who's overlooked so much to me. I think Dan Marino's laces out. He's Dan is the greatest quarterback I ever watched throw a football. Ace Ventura reference there. All right. Yeah. I mean, Brady has the Brady has the the rings, but then and then again, Dan Marino never really had a running game. So. How how invested is Brady in this season though? I have no idea. Of course, once he look, once he gets on the field, and it's going to be all business. You know that. I think that the Saints are better. Mm, well, you lost getting a few Mike, players get, last year. Getting and, Michael Thomas back. I mean, I think James Winston. Big, if James Winston cannot throw interceptions, I think the Saints are better than the Bucks. Could I think be. the I mean, Panthers could be better. I mean, I, I like Baker Mayfield. I like the new Baker Mayfield. I like his attitude. I like the way that he's come out with this quarterback competition. I mean, Robbie Anderson was his former right, teammate in right, Cleveland. Didn't right. want him there, but he's he's got a whole new look. Sam Darnold, unfortunately, got hurt. Unfortunate, I say for him. I think Sam Darnold's <laughs> a joke. I think he's yeah, garbage. He's terrible. But uh, I like I like the Panthers. I think that the Bucks are maybe the third best team in that division. And we'll talk next week when we when we make our, yeah, our I, picks. I, like, I think Atlanta's pretty good, too. I, I think Atlanta's got some talent, too. Marcus Mariota. Well, I don't like Marcus Mariota very much, but I, I like I like some of the talent on that team. So we'll see. I'm not a big Mariota fan, but I think they could still be a, good, a pretty good team. So and let's let's they see. Added what, some, they added some pieces on offense, obviously with the, the draft, the tight end, the big tight end they have, and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Pitts, and they have some receivers defensively. I mean, they're they're well, not bad. Let's they're see better. What Matt, let's see what Matt Ryan does with the Colts. You know, right. Oh, I think, of, I think speaking of Matt, I think Matt Ryan's going to do really well. I do. I absolutely do. I think if he was there last year, the Colts would have gone places. Right. Like Carson Wentz is a joke. And if and Dan Quinn wasn't an imbecile, he'd have a he'd have a Super Bowl ring. He, right. He, he and Shanahan, D- dumber, dumb, <laughs> Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. That's the way they are. I mean, that was the one. Of the, I couldn't believe what that Super Bowl twenty to three at the half, and they blow the game. 
Only only the Patriots could have come back in that game, right? 413-445-5943. Callers, if you're out there, give us a call right here. 1036 right here at Corona and Zucker WTBR. Um, you wanted to mention, I know about Jokovic. I know the U.S. is open, and I know we don't talk a lot about tennis, but I know Serena won yesterday. It's, I think this is her, her last, you know, her last hurrah, and obviously, obviously, I think the greatest, one of the greatest athletes, the greatest women tennis player, one of the greatest tennis players, period. I think it's a joke that you Djokovic know. can't play in the U.S. Open, but, you know, if he had come through Mexico, you know, because <laughs> this, this administration, this Brandon administration, you know, lets everybody come through Mexico, if he had tried to come through Mexico, he probably could have played. And did you see Bill Clinton sitting next to that uh, sex therapist? No, at no. The, at the U.S. Open yesterday, uh, he kind of she's like eighty something years old, and they showed they were making fun of him on Sports <laughs> Center because, you know, I didn't know who she was. Her name is Ruth, Doctor Ruth, or something Talk like about that. Doctor Ruth Westheimer. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, Doctor yeah. Ruth Westheimer. So Bill Clinton kind of leans speaking. in. Sexually speaking, Bill yeah. Clinton kind of leans he in. He wanted to find a nice Jewish girl. That's and, why. And she says something to him, <laughs> and then his face starts. Turns like bright red, and the guy oh, in yeah. Sports Center is going, "Oh, what's going on with his face? What is she saying to him?" Right? It was you never heard one of Dr. Ruth thing. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was pretty funny that he was sitting right next to her. He was like, "Is she uh, giving him dating advice, or like what's going on? Like trying to tell him how to deal with Hillary? Like you know, as she gets uh, I don't know. wearing those uh, you know hideous pantsuits that she wears? Yeah, like, they live uh, in Chappaqua. So yeah, yeah, yeah they they live in Westchester. The, Clint- the Clintons they live in Chappaqua. Meanwhile, meanwhile uh, you know, Adam Shine vacationed in, uh, my guy Adam Shine on Mad Dog Radio, he yeah. vacationed in uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and I was, I wanted to call and say, hey, just spend a few days with, uh, you know, our president, because that's where he goes every right. weekend. Well, I used to play, I used to, my band, used to play, my old band, Full Tilt, we used to play at Dewey Beach, so we used to go down there for a couple, couple of the days, yeah, actually in the wintertime, and play down there in New Year's in the freezing cold down at Dewey Beach. I got to talk about Albert Pujols with you. Unbelievable. Because this guy is unbelievable. I mean, what's his last night he hit his, what, his 694. 694. He's, he's getting there. He'd be only, what, the fourth player? To hit seven. Yeah, yeah. right. And one of them was on roids, no doubt about it. And so. he said this was his last year, but, I mean, if he gets to 697, I don't think he's going to hit six more. I mean, he could. I mean, this is like a renaissance year for him. I mean, How old is he now? 42. 42. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's really a shame the fact that he left the Cardinals because he was so identifiable with the Cardinals, you know. And the thing is that when he went to the Angels, you didn't see him. You didn't watch him. He was DHing. He wasn't playing for – and he's certainly a terrific first baseman over the years. And and it just changed his whole career, you know, really. If you think about – if he was with the Cardinals his whole career – not that he didn't have a great career. He would have had an even better career, I believe. I agree. You know? You know, it, the Angels, it seems like oh that's, where, that's where players go to die. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, Rendon. Rendon has been injured the entire time he's been there. I mean, Syndergaard's been terrible. Justin Upton. Upton, I mean, it, right. It killed right. his career. It's right. Like, and uh, they say that now Artie Moreno is talking about selling that team. He should. And he should. because He he's, should. And, but, you know, it's it, it comes down to the GM out there. I mean, they, they never sign... Or draft pitchers well, if you think about it. I mean, they, what has been their problem for the entire time Mike Trout has been? Oh, there? it's been it's been no pitching, pitching in depth. It's it, been no, depth on the team in general, just in general. But pitching's been the number one problem for sure. So what do they do? They they take a, a reliever from the the Reds, Michael Lorenzen, and they say, yeah, we're going to make you a starter this year. They signed Noah Syndergaard, who made one start last year to a twenty one million dollar contract. They don't draft pitching. They don't sign pitching. Who was the last pitcher that they had out there that was halfway relevant? I mean, John Lackey, maybe. You think about it, they they don't 
they don't. Sean Lackey. I, I, I used think, to call him the mole. 2009, <laughs> John when they Lackey. won the World Series, right? That, that stupid was the mole. Last, and he pitched for the Red Sox. I know he did. And he was great one I year. Sean Lackey. I can't think of another starting pitcher that the Angels have had that I sit there and go, yeah, that guy was relevant. Jared Weaver. Jared Weaver. Jeez. Charlie Weaver. I, it, it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a it's bad bad organization. They sign hitters to two hundred plus million dollar contracts and go. Ah, we'll figure out the pitching situation. Yeah, it's not been good, and especially the Yankees love to lose to these teams. They're seventeen games under the Angels. I, I just I'm. Didn't they get? Like, didn't they split the series with the A's over the weekend too? Yeah, they split the series. They with had, the A's. Wait, they had one. Check this out. They had one hit. In 17 innings of baseball. The other night, they had one hit in 11 innings of baseball. One hit. And then they made a bad defensive play at the end of that game. Cost them a game at the end. Right? It was a 2-2 game. It was actually 2-0 Yankees. And then Mariachi, who's been terrific all year, comes in. And, you know, gives up the, the two-run home run and stuff. And then uh, and then Trevino in, in, the, uh, in the bottom of the inning. And, obviously, they won an 11 with an uh, error. Uh, by DJ, I don't know if they. Yeah, they gave it to DJ, I think, and that's how they won. And then the next game was a four-one game, which the Yankees scored again. The Yankees have a winning percentage. Take a guess in the in the second half of the season since the All Star break. Can you say it's under four hundred? It's three. It was three ninety-eight last night. They lost. Jeez. So what is it like three ninety-six, something like that? They have only the Washington Nationals have a worse winning percentage in the second half. I mean, if George Steinbrenner was was alive today, and I hate when people say that, but I'm going to say it. Boone would have been gone. It's not all Boone's fault. This is about a collective with Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and the analytics. I asked I asked my buddy Keith McPherson on the fan last night if they have an asinine department as well as an analytics department. Because why is Benny, why is Benny hitting third behind Judge last night? Can you have any explanation? Why can't Boone put a set lineup out each night? Why? Andrew Benatendi should never be in a third or fourth spot Why lineup. Why can't he, should be he lead just off. put a set lineup each night? And you talk about inconsistency. How is the how is the team supposed to find any consistency? Well, let me let me yeah, let me okay. ask you this question though. Okay, when you say about uh, Aaron Aaron Boone setting up a lineup, do you think it's all him? No. I mean, do you think Brian Cashman no. says to him, "Hey, this is the lineup today"? It's not. It's not all him because you can't tell me that through three generations of baseball that this guy's putting Josh Donaldson up third. You can't tell me with three generations of baseball that he's thinking, "Why the hell are we putting Ben Benintendi behind Judge? How does that make any sense?" All right, he's in front of Stanton. Is that the idea? When does Brian Cashman start to get held accountable for? for well, he should be accountable. He should have been fired years ago. And people ago. say, "Well, they're twenty-nine games over. They're twenty-nine games over." You know what? They're built for one sixty-two. They're built with predominantly right-handed guys that strike out a lot and let's face it in 2017 we talked about the baby bombers the baby bombers all the guys the baby bombers there's one left that's decent and that's Aaron Judge this is an old team there should be four or five left-handed batters in that lineup. of course there should with that short porch, of Yankee there, Stanley, there should be four and, or five lefties. And it's not in that only the short porch, but in the playoffs, you're going up against the Verlanders in the world in right-handed dominant pitching. Exactly. And, and you can pitch to the Yankees. You can throw sliders till the cows come home to, to Judge and to Stanton, to all these guys. And Glaber Torres is awful. And they should have traded him. He should have been part of a package deal for something. Hey, to make you laugh, I'm looking yeah. at the uh, box. Uh, the uh, or, I mean, you know, the, I'm looking Glaber at the Glaber Torres uh, is terrible. I'm looking at the uh, at and they the post keep here. Fifth too, Mr. Mr. Frisbee's is throwing uh, low twos. <laughs> Remember Mr. Frisbee's? <laughs> and they lost Nestor Cortez. Okay, what happened to Cortez? He's got a groin pull. Oh jeez, so that's, on, that's so what you were talking about weeks ago. Is how long can these guys last? Because you know they're, they're on like uh, innings 
they haven't thrown this many innings before. Like, yeah, that's that's so tonight, that's a blow. Ty, so Tyon's pitching tonight, who's okay. He hasn't been bad recently. He's been better. But I mean, really, I mean, <laughs> Garrett Cole. He's just, all. He's Garrett Cole's is. Garrett Cole hasn't got much it, run support, but Garrett Cole seems to fail in the biggest spots, though. He really does. He's an anomaly because, I mean, $324 million for basically, he's above average, but he's not great. I mean, he's not a DeGrom. He's not a Scherzer. He's a guy that doctored the ball. If you look at his numbers in Houston, look at, I hate these words, but look at his spin rate. Look at the way the ball dove and look at his ERA in Houston and go look at his numbers with the Yankees. A completely different pitcher. I'm sorry. The guy was doctoring the baseball. Is he a good pitcher? Yes, he's a very good pitcher. He hasn't got a hell of a lot of run support either. I think he had 13 innings, which he was scoreless, and the Yankees scored like two runs or whatever they scored from or whatever. I mean, the Yankee offense is a joke. Look at the top five guys in the Yankees, and then tell me after who's – tell me after, okay, tell me after Judge, Rizzo, DJ, okay, Ben Attendi, all right, and Trevino maybe, and Stanton. Tell me who's good on that team after this. How about nobody? Nobody. Nobody. Aaron Hicks is your option in <laughs> center field. Hicks. And Esteban Floriel, who I don't think, I think he went down again. I haven't seen him. I mean, the guy can't hit major league pitching. Can we end the Esteban Floriel experiment, please? He's been up five times. He never hits. He strikes out. And, and, and the funny thing is, the Yankees could have signed Sterling Marte in the offseason. No, what did the Mets do? They signed him. He's been great for the Mets. Aaron Hicks is hitting 216. Yeah, Aaron Hicks has about five hits in his last, like, I think he has six hits in his last, like, 65 at-bats. The guy, the guy's brutal. I'm reading his new novel now. How I Suck from Both Sides, a player story by Aaron Hicks. Only, only, how is it, I mean, that's like me saying I've been playing guitar, I told you. What, 46, 45 years. And you how, suck from both sides. How can you suck from both <laughs> sides, right? I would just throw my guitar out the window. Like, I was at Berkeley College of Music when I was 17, and there was a story about a guy who had Segovia and threw his, basically threw his, his uh, guitar out the window, his classical guitar out the window. Hey, we have a phone call. Well, that's rare. Good morning, you're on WTBR Sports Talk at 89.7 with Cronin the Zuck. Who's this? Why are they still pitching to Judge Robbie? <laughs> it's Gerard. What's up? Why? Well, you know what? They pitched to him because there was nobody on base last night. That's why. There was nobody on yeah, base. I, I, I'd, still rather, I'd still rather face anybody but him. So who's protection in the lineup? Around. So who are you putting up behind Judge? Who's- ben and Tendy? Oh, that's a great move, huh? Yeah, but he's a, he's a 300 hitter, so he's going to give him some protection. But why would you put Ben Benintendi up behind Judge? Ben Benintendi's a speed guy. You want to manufacture runs. You're not scoring runs. You're not hitting home runs. And when you're hitting home runs, they're solo home runs. So what's the point? So I, I agree. And, and, and I'm I hate Aaron Boone and Cashman so much. It's not even funny. I can't stand either one of them. <laughs> I, I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand why they're not batting Judge third. It, do, it, it makes no sense. Other than, I, like, they say, well, he comes up more often. So maybe what? With nobody on base? Up, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he comes up one more time per game, which is, is, which so is not what? always true. It, for, with 32 solo home runs, it makes no sense to be having him bat second. I mean, look, look at Alonzo. Alonzo's got, what, 18 less home runs, and he's got just as many home right. runs. Right. Thank you, Gerard. And, and, and Thank he, you. Thank he's you. In, he's in a position to knock guys in. Just Maybe they should know. pull Keith Hernandez out of retirement and put him in front yeah. of Judge. Huh? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I watched the old-timers game on Saturday, and he could still play. I think. That was great. I, I, I thought play. that was great what the Mets did. And then retiring Willie Mays' number, that was yeah. interesting. That was a surprise. I saw Mays' last I, game. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely loved Old Timers Game. I loved it. I mean, I you know, I, I can't tell you how much I love that and how much I love Steve Cohen. This never happens under the Will Pond. No, of course not. I cringed yeah. a little bit seeing Pedro wearing the Mets jersey again. I cringed a little <laughs> bit seeing that, but other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. You know, with the whole Mays thing, there's been a lot of back and forth with fans on that. I don't care either way, but, I mean, listen, he's not a man. He played two years for them, you know, partially. They were unproductive. I, You know, if they did it, great. If they didn't, I was fine with that, too. uh, See, my boy Tuff was there, I guess, huh? Yeah, Tim Tuffle was there. Um, but, yeah, there was, there was a, there's was there been a lot of unrest with whether or not they should have retired Mays' jersey. I don't know why people care so much. I mean, he did it fine, not a big deal. But he's, he certainly wasn't a Met, though. Well, no, but he, you know, the thing is that he played for the Mets, uh, you know, at the end of his career. And he, by the by 73, it was, I mean, it really, um, you know, Ralph and I were talking, really the last really good year, decent year he had was 71. But uh, by 73, I remember that. I remember him retiring that day and calling it quits. I remember him crying on the field. I was, a, what, an eight, eight-year-old kid, and I remember that very, very well. So, yeah, it was nice yeah, to see that. It was actually sad at the end watching him play. The guy could barely move. Yeah, I know. I know. It was really was sad. That was my dad's hero. You know, my dad was a Giant fan growing up. You know, he was a, he was a New York baseball yeah. Giant fan. So uh, I imagine many people's heroes, yeah. Can so, you imagine um, your team I don't know what people... Yep. Um, no, I mean, that would be heartbreaking, especially back then, because baseball was so romantic right. back then. I mean, it, it, it captivated the city. There was no football. There was no, I mean, it's certainly not like we have today or basketball. I mean, those guys rode the subway with you to the game. They lived in the neighborhood. So when, right. when they picked up and moved, I mean, I can't even imagine. It must have been looking, you know, like losing a family member. Especially um, the Dodgers, too, yeah. And to lose them, what, I think in back-to-back years, right? Wasn't it back-to-back years they both left for yeah. California? Yeah, Dodgers moved in 57, the Giants moved in 58, so, yeah. And then the Mets came in yeah, in 62. Yeah, that, that, that had to be like losing a family. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, it was so, oh, yeah. you know, baseball was so woven into the fabric of the communities back then, not like today. So, uh, no, I couldn't imagine, I guess to your point, no, I could not imagine losing the teams, certainly not. not right, and that's why the money makes it so ridiculous when you see what these guys make. I mean, obviously, it's entertainment. We all know that, but when, when you see what these guys make, it, it's there's very little, um, you know, I don't know, you lose that community, you lose that sort of sense of loving that player, and you, it's such a separation between what your life is and what this player's life is now, you know, and so forth. I, I You know, it's just not the same. The yeah, game's not the same at all. Yeah, about that, and I I, I don't necessarily begrudge the players, you know, for making that money. But let's face it: if you don't pay them, who essentially they are employees, then the owner keeps it. Or the, you know, pay the vendors, pay the vendors in the stands, pay the guys in the groundskeeping crew. Hey, Gerard. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of baseball, Gerard, uh, don't look now, but the the uh, Braves are, uh, you know. Oh, I know, up. I know, I know. I said I, I said that to Robbie last night. I know it's. Uh, and and they get the Rockies now, and the Mets have to play the Dodgers. So uh, yeah, but they're going to play well against the Dodgers. They're going to play well against the Dodgers. And I tried to I tried to text my buddy Tim Neverett, who's you know in town. I think obviously doing the uh, the games on on TV and radio for the Dodgers. So to try to get him on. Was he like your roommate or something? Or you went to college with him? Yeah, we did radio together. He was my producer, and he was my he was my he was my. Uh, Broadcast partner, we used to uh, in Boston, sure, and we had uh, we had sports talk. We had a sports talk program on Sunday nights. So yeah, yeah, Tim's very talented and one of the nicer people you ever. He was he was great when he did uh, EEI for the Red Sox. Oh yeah, he's great. He was great. Timmy's great. Yeah, he's just terrific. And yeah, well, EEI. The problems with EEI is they just didn't want to give him a good contract. And he said to me, he said, Robbie, if I want to stay in baseball, you know, I had to take this contract. And the Dodgers gave an amazing contract. And uh, so he's been he's super happy in in Los Angeles and stuff. And Berthium, you know, my old roommate Berthium was out in Arizona doing the Diamondback games. So, yeah, he loves it out there. So, 
But uh, I mean, I could see the Mets even even the Mets have a good series and take two or three. You know that you know the Braves are going to sweep the Rockies, so that means is going to shrink even more. So I'll, I'm very worried. I don't I don't think. See, I'm not wor- I'm not wor- I'm not worried about the Mets, and I'll tell you why. Because to, to me, the Mets are built for the for the postseason. They're built for the postseason where they're starting pitching. They're built for the postseason where they're closer. The biggest problem for the Mets is the gap to Diaz and the depth in the in the in the in the, in the starting lineup. They have the same problem as the Yankees do. When you get past Alonso, you know. Con is pretty good, but then you have some question marks at the bottom of that order. Same thing with the Yankees, and that the, really, the Mets would be a lot more comfortable if the, they win that division. But that's they where the win Braves. That right, well, wait, wait. go ahead. The, the problem with Rob is that if the Mets don't win the division and they got to play the wild card round, yes, they can certainly win it, but it's going to screw up the rotation, right? I mean, you want to set your rotation for the playoffs, and if you've got to use Scherzer and Degrom in, in you know two of the first three games, they're not going to be available for game one and two of the next round if they get by. And who says the Braves so, well, aren't going to go into kind of a slump, you know, in the, in September? Who says the Braves are going to be as hot I, in September? Listen, I, it, it could happen, but but I don't see any signs of that. They've been playing 800 balls the first month of the season. They never lose. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, could it happen? Sure, but I don't I don't see any signs of that of them letting up. I mean, I have listened. To but them look at look at the here. pitching. That but who's great. pitching? Who's starting pitching? Would you rather have though? Would you rather have the the Braves starting pitching or the Mets starting pitching? Come on, you rather have uh, start the Mets starting pitching? Come on, absolutely. Who would you rather have in the bullpen as a closer? Would you rather have Diaz or would you rather have the closer for, for the Braves? Who is the closer for the Braves? I don't even know. It's like, right, it's like, it's like a closer by committee with the Braves. Diaz is having arguably a Cy Young season for oh, a closer. He's been great. He's been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. He really well, he's, has. He's, he's been amazing. He, the, the problem with him is always been the bridge to him, but I'm not, I'm not worried about that in the playoffs because you're going to go with a shorter rotation, and that's going to put Walker in the pen and Peterson back in the pen. So I think it'll be all right once the playoffs hit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, to me, they're the. I, I think that the Dodgers are a more talented team. But to me, it's about you know. To me, this is what it's about in the playoffs. And you can go look at the Brian Sabian teams with the Giants. It's about three things. It's about great starting pitching, and you can look at the '90s Yankees as well. It's about great starting rotation. I mean, the Yankees didn't have aces. They had four aces. Okay. It's about great starting pitching, it's about a great bullpen, and it's about timely hitting. Tell me all the superstars that played for the Giants when they won three World Series in five years. Buster Posey, is that it? Name me all the other guys that are superstars. How about nobody? They're good players. Did the Yankees have a lot of superstars? Derek Jeter. Did everybody else was a really good player. Bernie was a really good player. O'Neal was a really good player. Yeah, Gino was well, really good. Knobs they, no, was they, really good. There were so many guys that were above average for the Yankees back then. You can't just say they, they didn't have a bunch of role players. They had a bunch of stars. No, they, well, they didn't have a bunch of stars. They really who was their stars besides? Okay, Bernie. Bernie was an all star, and so well, was yeah, Jeter. You had, the, you had the greatest closer in the history. But right, they, they had great pitching. They had great bullpen and great starting pitching. That's what that's what they you, were predicated you, you on. Had a, you had a terrific catcher, both defensively and offensively. Well, no, Posada. Was never a great defensive catcher, okay? He's okay, but I mean, he could hit. I mean, I wouldn't put him up there with certainly, I wouldn't put him up there with Pudge, or I wouldn't put him up there with a lot of the, you know, with any of the really great defensive catchers that I saw, but he was certainly a serviceable catcher. He was a good catcher. But the thing with them is they were clutching Bernie the team. Bernie was a, was a borderline, you know, all star every year. Well, he was an all star, but he, you know, but still. They they, yeah. they they relied on contact hitting. They didn't you didn't, didn't watch them go. They didn't hit two twenty like this team does. Okay, this is sad to watch. For all Rizzo's good and he's had a good year, he hits two twenty. Donaldson two twenty. Stanton two twenty. You're not winning a championship with guys that come up well, ten times and get two hits every ten times at bat. It's not going to work, and it won't work in the playoffs I don't, either. I don't disagree that they, they they need more contact hitters. You can't compare oh the hitters back then to to now because. They didn't employ the shift back then like they do I now. I understand that. They didn't, 
mean, it, you know, so so they didn't, uh, you know, focus more on production versus average. So, you know, the whole launch angle and all that. So you, you really can't compare the but two. But it's ruined, with the it's ruined baseball. It's ruined baseball. I mean, I talk about this with you all there's, the time. There's only, there's only five guys in the National League who are hitting over three. Right, and isn't that pathetic? Not just the, and isn't that pathetic? Just the Yankees. And isn't that pathetic? That that isn't that pathetic though? What is what is what is good what is good about that? Honestly, what well, is good really about that? You know, as Chris Moore always says, it doesn't make it entertaining. It's but it not entertaining. Well, again, but that's we why young people don't watch you... baseball. This is exactly the reason because it's boring. Can you believe we're almost done? You... Yeah, amazing, it's insane. It's boring. That's why you got a guy like Lindor who's hitting two seventy, who's got twice as many RBIs as McNeil, who's hitting three twenty. So, you know, who's but he's not the same right? type of player, though. We talked about this the other night. He's not the same player. Lindor is a RBI producer. Jeff McNeil is like Wade Box. That's why McNeil batting six makes no sense. Even Buck is afflicted by this nonsense of putting guys that hit over 300 and batting them six. I'd love to know the explanation well, for the this. Well, only, the only thing with Buck, you're talking about Buck, is, you know, they, they hired him to be the manager, but they also surrounded him with a very heavy analytics staff. But what is Which analytical about batting a guy hitting three eighteen and batting him six? Well, How is that this, analytical? This, this is again, I think that it, this is the front office taking over. You know, the managers don't have control anymore of their lineups. That's like, right. I, exactly right. They don't. They Boone don't. Is not setting that lineup. It comes. Day. It comes Boone from upstairs. You could bat Nimmo ninth, and you could you could bat Nimmo ninth. You could bat Marte first, and bat and bat and bat McNeil behind Marte. Why does Rafael? Why and does then bat Lindor, and then Alonso? Why does Rafael Devers bat second every other day for the Red Sox? It's the same thing as Aaron Judge. It makes no sense at all. It's coming from upstairs. Like I said, like I've said a million times, but they might as well replace these managers with laptops. Wait, why? I mean, why can't I? Don't understand this. Why can't a manager in baseball have autonomy? Who's the, who's the idiot that said managers will no longer have autonomy now because of the egos of general managers? I mean, I've never heard of anything that's in my life. I, I don't think it's even my life. I never heard of anything like we're, this. We're, we're in the information age, and we know so much more no, now. I don't no. think it's about ego. I think it's about collaboration now and, and looking yeah. at numbers and, and thinking anyway, the best thing to do percentage-wise. Yeah. Anyway, i got to run, but, man, thanks for calling, bro. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, yeah. You got it. I'll, I'll tune you in. I'll talk to you, Gerard. All right, all right, lots of love. All right, bye. All right, you got it. All right, Gerard checking in there. I, I don't get it. I mean, I just, what is entertaining? You know, if Ozzie Smith was playing today, I told you, tell Tommy Hurd to get the back, the hell back to second base. He'd say, I can play here. I can play shortstop. You don't need to come over and help me. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to watch. It really is. It's boring now. Oh, the ball goes up the middle. It's a base. No, it isn't. It's a player standing in the middle between, you know, between second and, 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 uh, and short. Going to make the play by, every time. By the way, real fast, you know, we talk about the shift all the time, how you hate the shift. Oh, They're getting rid it. of it next year. Completely? It's gone. Completely? They're, they're outlawing the shift. I mean, it's just ruined the game so much. I mean, I mean, this four outfielders crap. Can we stop with this nonsense? What is this? The bad news? What is this? A Rover game at my high school in 1983? I mean, come on. I watched Devers hit uh, two line drives uh, through the first and second base hole the other day that went right to the shortstop. You know how they shifted him over? Stupid. Right. Anyway, wow. We're almost done here. I can't got... believe this. Crazy. This is insane. What a great show. This, I, was a, this was a blast as always, man. I know, absolutely, man. Thanks to uh, a couple of our callers, Ralphie and Gerard. Anyway, uh, everybody have a great week. Let's uh, look uh, next week. We got our uh, our, uh, our, our first official uh, preseason uh, NFL That's right. prediction show. I'm going to try to get so some NFL in. players on next week, so that will be cool, man. Let's hopefully get uh, some NFL stuff going next week. Anyway, WTBR 89.7 FM. Cronin the Zook saying so long. We'll see you next week. See you next week.